Gloucester. Welcome back to Fishtown Local, your favorite Wednesday lunchtime podcast. Well, you think we've had interesting people. People with backgrounds, people with foregrounds, people with coffee grounds. But the gentleman today is a first. And I want to thank my engineer, Jim Capillo, for welcoming Gene Fry with me to Gloucester Fishtown Express, local. Hi, <laughs> Gene. How are you? Good. I am good. That's great. Well, you, before we get too far, I want to identify you as among your many talents as currently being the husband of Hillary Fry, who won, runs Sail GHS, our incredible Gloucester sailing team. That is how I met you. But first, um, when did you come to Gloucester? I married Hillary, and we came up. Her mother uh, was not in the best of health at that time, and uh, we was living in uh, uh, Southern Pines, North Carolina. Ooh. And uh, she came down and spent the uh, winter with us one winter and thought maybe she would uh, like being down there, but uh, she loved it, but uh, she, she liked being up here on the rocks, she said. It's right snap off back to Gloucester, uh -huh. everyone does. And um, you were in the horse business, were you not? And that's how you met her? Yes. And she was a jockey. She was a professional jockey, and yeah. I was a, I was a groom at that that time in uh, Charlestown, West Virginia. Not Charleston, wow. but Charlestown. Town. Yeah, that's right in the Eastern Panhandle, West Virginia. Wow. So when you got married, you were a groom, groom. Well, uh, kind of. You might say that <laughs> she was a, she was a professional jockey, and, yeah. and the reason she came down was to uh, ride horses in Maryland. She came down from up here to ride horses in Maryland, and uh, at that time, the mutual clerks in Maryland went on a strike. So she came over to Charlestown, West Virginia, to gallop horses in the morning, exercise horses, and uh, keep fit until uh, the mutual clerks went off strike and they opened the races back up in Maryland. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. but well, she, she has... The perfect training then for all of the rock and roll she has to put up by running the sailing team from parents, the city, and the school, because she was a female jockey yes. at a time when probably they were very scarce. Yeah, yeah, very scarce. Being trying to push them out of the race, trying to intimidate her, say this ain't no place for you, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, the reason that James Jean is on the show today is that the subject is country music. I know a little bit about that. I think you do. And we share a common ground. The station that I first got my doses of country music on, pretty much in 1960, 1963, I remember a year specifically, mm -hmm. um, where we were out there for two solid months every day that radio was on. <laughs> and in 63 was Patsy Cline, love in vain. Uh -huh. I love that. Um, and uh, what was that other oh, wonderful song? I Fall to Pieces. Oh, yeah. That thing. Neil Sadaka had uh, Calendar Girl, but that won't know country music. But they played it on that uh -huh. station. 
What was the name of the station we were both listening to? Warrington, Virginia. Here you go. What was it called? WKCW. <laughs> That's right. The Big K. That's right. Now for 250,000 trivia points, what were the call numbers? The call numbers? Oh, let me think on that one now. It was WKCW, Warrington, Virginia. The Big K. Yeah, the Big K. And in those days, they didn't run a lot of ads. It mm -hmm. was end-to-end -end music. It was just great. Yeah. 1420. 1420. I wouldn't expect you to know that. I oh, called yeah, my cousin. I, I do know that, though. I did know it. Yeah. yeah. I called my cousin this morning mm -hmm. to say, what was the name of that station? The Big K. Yeah. I remembered the Big K, but I didn't remember the, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the letters. 1420. Well, that was just great. Well, now tell me, how, when you got involved in listening to country music, I mean, you was that Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys were yes, still going? Yes, I remember them, but yeah. uh, I got into it because uh, that was all you heard mostly down there. I'm you sure know. It was. I was, in, I was yeah. raised right in a little village there yeah. in Flint Hill, Virginia, which oh. was just about 25, 30 miles uh, kind of west of, uh, D, uh, of uh, not D.C., uh, Warrington. Fort Fauquier uh -huh. County, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was little Rappahannock County was there the name go. of the county where yeah. I was born. Right? Well, now, you started listening before I did, but it was the same station. Yeah. That's what was the talk about a coincidence. I, mean, I remember the disc jockey. Well, I know it, I mean, several yeah. of them, but the main one there was... Uh, um, Eddie Matterly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was just the background of your life. Because when you were in the stables, when you were in the tech rooms and all that, it was always playing, wasn't it? Always. You know? Yeah, that was the main thing. Yeah. Country music, that was about all down great. there, you know, at that time. And was it control that biz like the New York one was, where you weren't on that playlist if you weren't paying off? Country music was much more the disc jockeys liked it, they played it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't indeed. Controlled. So tell me some of the other bands that influenced you growing up. Oh, the band? No, I mean artists, you know, right. Oh, my gracious. Yeah, yeah. Well, George Jones was my long time my oh, favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was without a doubt. But I, He was like uh, Mount Rushmore. He was go. like one of those presidents on Mount Rushmore. Uh -huh. He was so influential. Yep, he was, he was the big star. And then they had Buck Owens oh, come along from Bakersfield, they're California. They're going to put me in the movies. Remember, <laughs> he, he did Hee Haw later okay. on. <laughs> and then... Uh, Let's see. Oh, gracious. Oh, wait, wait. I got a tiger by the tail. That was that year. Yeah. Ah, God. Buck. Uh, tiger by the tail. Mm -hmm. It's fine to see. And him and George at that time was pretty much in competition because they were right. back and forth who was going to oh, be number yeah. one singer yeah. of the year, who had the most songs. Yeah. Well, know. of course, Buck played guitar too, so yeah. I always mm -hmm. liked him on that. Both of them played. Now, who else has <laughs> formed your... Well, my gracious. I can go on back to some yeah. more... That was Don Gibson. He, oh, of he was a great oh, yeah. Yeah, whole lonesome yeah. me and You're right, there weren't bands uh, per se. They were artists. Yeah. Loretta Lynn. Oh my life. Oh, she, yes. she was big. Right. And uh, the woman who did uh, Stand By Your Man, Timey Wanette, she wasn't yeah. I don't think of her as a country classic. That song was. But I can't say that Tammy Wynette, to me, measured after Loretta and some of those other Patsy Cline, no, obviously. She was uh a little bit uh, different. I remember the first time I saw her was at a st on the stage was in uh, Charlestown, West Virginia. Okay. And her and George Jones came there at the same time. Yeah. She was the uh, first show, and then yeah. he. Well, country music no. was so different from regions because oh, yeah. when you had the Grand Old Opry 
kind of country, mm-hmm. you know, was different than when you went west or when you went up to Virginia where they weren't quite so... I mean, it was almost like Hollywood, the Grand Old Opry. Oh, you yes, know I mean? without so, a doubt. Yeah. All Mini big, Pearl and all that. Yeah, yeah. all the big stars were, was there all the time. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing uh, Hank Williams Jr. Oh. I mean, not Hank Williams Jr., the Hank senior. Williams wow. Sr. Yeah. one time in person. Oh. And I'll tell you, I remember just as well as anything, knew how he was dressed and everything. Yeah. He was dressed in a light beige western suit. And uh, he, it was at the uh, Warren County High School in Front Royal, Virginia. Uh, it's right near where my grandparents were, Front Royal. Uh-huh. They were in Marshall. Oh, well, right? let's just skip down the road. That's there, right. right on yeah. 55. So. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those Western auto stores down there. Definitely. You see, we, my parents were divorced, and my father lived in Bolomer, and um, we were... I don't want to say forced, but, you know, in those days, you live with your mother, you vacation with your father if you're divorced. Mm -hmm. So we would go to 105-degree Warrington, Virginia, to spend two months on this summer uh, on this farm. And the rest, in August, we were allowed two weeks in Gloucester by the beach. Now, of course, where the heck do you think we wanted to go as New York kids? We wanted to go to Gloucester. (laughs) Absolutely. But it's probably a good thing because uh, it taught me how to get beat up by my cousins (laughs) and my country cousins who were all older. (laughs) But it also, I moved to Gloucester right after college because I was never allowed to come here. And that's what you do. You only want what you can't have. So that is too much. Well, I was born and raised. It was, it was right. Uh, you could look right up and uh, see the cars go across the Skyline Drive. Skyline Drive. I remember going to the Skyline Caverns and the Luray Caverns. Yep, remember? There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful thing, that Skyline Drive. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was almost yeah. where Warrington was a certain kind of topography, and then you went a little further, and suddenly... Mm-hmm. You were in the middle of nowhere. The uh, northern entrance to the Skyline Drive is Front Royal, There Virginia. you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let's talk about some other artists. Okay. Well, uh, welcome on, George Jones. I remember Merle Haggard when he first came oh, in, but I can exactly. go on back to some older ones, yeah. too. They're like Hank Williams, Ernest yeah. Tubb. Oh. Uh, I mean, they really set the pattern for... Because to me, the Merle Haggard and the Willie Nelson part of country... Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, who was the other guy who was in the Outlaws? Uh, who was? Uh, well, that's Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings, yeah. He See, they big... were not the original country. No. But to me, they were the middle ground of country that made it so you go. memorable. I yep. got to be totally honest. The last one of those guys that I felt was like that was Randy Travis, because I love his voice. Yeah. Yep. And he yep. has a record called Heroes mm-hmm. and Friends, where every one of those early people is on the record where he does a, du- a duet with each one, including Roy Rogers. They do mm, Happy Trails. Wow. Oh, can you imagine? The George Jones <laughs> is on there. And they're doing all these songs that were their classics and their trading verses. And all the women. Loretta's on there. That wonderful, I'm shopping for dresses. Mm-hmm. No one to wire them. One in each color. One in each size. I love that. I remember that. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you what was really funny one time. I was coming back because run races at uh, Charlestown, West Virginia at night, and they run in Maryland in the daytime. They just border each other, you yeah. know, those two states do. And uh, I was coming back, had run a horse in the last race, 
I was coming back down the road, coming back home. Back well, to when Virginia. you say run, you weren't the jockey, you were the trainer. Well, I was, was the groom, groom at right. that time. I okay. take them to the paddock, got uh, them, all got them saddled yeah. and everything, just like you see the guys do yeah. on the racetrack. And I you're mean, the one f- nose to nose with the horse. Yeah, who he, yeah. you know, yeah, trust. I take care of them. I do all the grooming, clean the stalls, do all that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I was a groom at that time and uh, run this horse. Last race, coming back around all one two o'clock in the morning, all these bright lights was on the road, right right, right there next to me when I was coming out of uh, West Virginia into Virginia, coming back. And uh, they was filming that Patsy Cline movie. Oh, yeah. What was it, Your Cheating Heart, I think yeah. it was? Yeah, they was filming that right there at the oh. old, uh, it used to be the old Orchard Inn, but it was Country Palace then. Oh. And I seen this guy come riding down the road dressed in his uh, leather suit. And riding an, an all-out-of-date <laughs> motorcycle, needless to say. But he was riding right down the road, and all these lights was flashing on him. And I was just driving down the road. I didn't know what to think was going on, you know. And they was filming that movie at that time. Oh, that was a scene from the movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. And who was that? <laughs> who was the actor? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I now, who know. played Patsy? Uh, Spacey... Uh, what was his name? Spacek. Sissy Spacek. Spacek. Yeah. Yeah. He was. So that was like a coal miner's daughter, I remember. But that was Loretta Lynn. Yeah. That was a whole different thing. Uh-huh. You know, I got to tell you, I find that the country music of today drives me nuts. I can't well, stand it's, it. Well, it's that uh, sort of... It's, it's really pop, you know. It today, is pop, and know. it's sort of political, and uh-huh. it's all about that, you know... Uh, I mean, everything is so strident, and it's all of, it's like they're like hymns and pains to modern America, you know, mm-hmm. God, guns, and love, and all this stuff. And But I find every song is the same, you know, and... Um, what well, all runs right, yeah. just like you say, yeah. but that was Merle Haggard, remember the first song he came out yeah. with, Swinging Doors, yeah. aid number one, Johnny Cash. Oh, oh Johnny, yeah, yeah, definitely. And they didn't allow no... Horns in country music at that time until that's Johnny right. Cash come along with the Ring of Fire. That's right. And it didn't matter what was in it, because that song, <laughs> absolutely. That was back in that time, because mm-hmm. yes. that put him on the map, of course. Oh, yes, yeah. my gracious. That, he well, had some good of, ones before that, too. But that was that went pop, both pop and... It went number one, both pop and uh, country. Yeah. It's amazing, though, how long it took Merle Haggard to come through to my generation, because he was... He took the original forms of country, and he made them more complicated mm-hmm. and much more about the secret personality these people had, rather mm-hmm. than everything always just being great, like the early country guys, right. you know. Yeah. But um, he wrote Crazy Moon, the song that I wrote my show around. And later on, I found out, I heard it from another artist, and then mm-hmm. later on, that was Merle Haggard wrote that. And then when you hear the song, it's a country song. But I didn't do it. I did more like a jazz song because that's what this guy had done. Mm-hmm. And I had just, I heard the song and I went. Because I had no title. I didn't like my title for my show. When I heard Crazy Moon, the song, I said, that's going in the show. And <laughs> that's the title of the show. <laughs> so it was, and go. it did capture <clears throat> imagination. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Now, do you ever go to see old country reviews or? I see them on television once yeah. in a while. You yeah. know, when they have them on that, where they're trying to sell their old records yeah. and they give you this bargain price, they that's say, right. and this, that, and the other. They've been recorded, re-recorded. Yeah. That's right, because PBS, yeah. they do the doo-wop shows mm-hmm. a lot, uh, but you, where they're all, they're all 75. Right. And they're all singing their hits from the old days. Uh, you'd never see country. Mm-mm. That's a... Uh, 
Maybe they're all dead. Because if they're real well, country they're singers, they did so much drinking, they, you know. Well, they they yeah. did their share yeah. of that. <laughs> and Willie, he crossed over pretty well from country to yeah, get in, he's, you hmm. know, the 60s generation heads, you know. He, and he's recorded with a lot of other country singers, too, over yeah. the years. And he wrote so many songs that you would never know. You song like crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy for hunting love. Mm-hmm. That's a Willie, you know, and so yeah. many. Oh, if that ain't that. Yeah. I guess he must be still around somewhere. Yeah. Oh, Willie's still going. He still owes money to the IRS. They won't let him die until he pays it off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a... uh, there was one singer, I know, and he, he, he went to rock and roll, too, really quick. But uh, that was at Jerry Lee Lewis. Lewis, yeah. He was a country singer? Wow. Believe me, not he. But he went, to, he just got too wild. Yeah. But, uh, Great Balls he, of Fire. Great balls of fire. Rock thing. Yeah. I never forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> now Bob Wills, he must have been getting kind of old by the time you started listening to him, because he was the first. Wasn't uh, yeah, he? he was one of the first. Yeah, I mean the recording uh, techniques Playboy. were pretty mm-hmm. primitive back then. Yeah, and then that was uh, that was that governor of Louisiana. He sang gospel music. Governor Jimmy Davis. Oh yeah. He was Wow. Tex Ritter. Even. Tex Ritter, I remember him. There you go. Yeah. He was one of the old singers. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you can go back to Hawkshaw Hawkins, Cowboy Copas, all those guys. Wow. Now, those guys, see, because you started in the South, you got a better taste of the Western part of country yeah, yeah. and Western. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bob Wills was more from the country and Western tradition. Uh-huh. But uh, back East, we didn't have it until it was kind of a, I mean, in New York City, where I grew up, or even Glossett, until it broke through. Right. And it took, there was no crossover then, because you wouldn't get a country song on Top 40. Right. You know, even in the Beatle era, you know. I guess Patsy Cline kind of broke through that in mm-hmm. a way she broke well, through to the east yeah uh i'll tell you we, we used to listen at a lot of the country music back in the early days yeah. was uh wheeling west virginia oh yeah and cincinnati ohio yeah. those two stations that's right both of them because cincinnati radio. is practically kentucky okay i mean it is a southern yeah part of the world. That was the two big ones that we listened to, as well as the Grand Ole Opry, and that was yeah. just on a Saturday night. Yeah, and uh, they, they must have had, yeah, Cincinnati. That went everywhere mm-hmm. from there, yeah. so it could. Well, I was in the uh, magazine biz for a long time, and, you know, we didn't really do a lot of country, but country was looking for new audiences, especially Patsy Cline. So I remember Capitol Records. First oh, time yeah. I ever ate... Um, Thai food. We took the Capitol Records guy out for lunch, and we had the Thai chicken with the peanut butter sauce. And I'm a peanut butter nut, so I just love that. Well, the point is, is after dinner, the guy pulls out this Patsy Cline set that I'm holding now in front of Jean, who's Uh going to start salivating. It's her complete works. And it is filled with about eight CDs. Each one has 20 songs. So it's absolutely everything she did so yeah so i was thinking that when this was done i would lend this to you you could either listen to it steal it if you got a computer i did that i threw the discs in my computer and then i plugged in my ipod so when i get 
the 3,000 songs on my iPod, a Patsy Cline with 10 CDs, she comes up about every 10th song. So I get everything from Patsy. Wow. Stuff I never heard growing up. Of course, she is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And she broke through because she's talking about, you know, well, I was up in New York City where they say they don't like country music, but they love me. You know, they love this song. And they, uh, the DJ is like, wow, well, tell me what the people are like up there. That's all on here. You'll hear them, you know, where they're talking mm-hmm. to her about it. And, uh, uh, when they had her... Uh, I did remember the name of that cemetery. It's right there off of 340, like oh. coming out of... Uh, Her grave, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, she got a big tomb and all there. How did she I, die? She didn't get shot, did she? Huh? She wasn't shot. No, she was in that uh, plane crash. A plane with, crash, yeah. yeah. Cowboy Copas and Hawkshaw Hawkins, oh. all three of them was in that. Oh, it was like the Buddy Holly crash, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. they were always yeah. traveling together, and wow. Yep. Wow. And, uh, but uh, they had a... Big uh, tomb and everything there. I can't remember that. Uh, it's right next to Winchester. And I wonder if Patsy Cline music is always playing amidst the marble. <laughs> you imagine coming out of the. Well, she had a lot of fans. Well, she was raised right down Winchester. See? Yeah. Right down Winchester, Virginia. Oh, and that's, that's where her mother got. was and everything. Oh. Her mother worked at. Uh, well, like Hillary and the horses. Patsy Cline, mm-hmm. talk about them saying, go back and to the kitchen, will you? She wasn't supposed to lead a band of being a touring singer. Mm-hmm. A female singer in those days didn't run her program. She just did what they told her to do and come out on stage when we tell you. But but Patsy Cline controlled her own career. Yeah. And in the beginning, you hear on these tapes how, how condescending they are to her. But then by the time she's had all these hits, the way they're talking to her, she's like, you know, Johnny Cash. I mean, they are talking to her like a Hall of Famer. And mm-hmm. it's she, a nice progression. quite a star. Yeah. My father, he loved to watch her on television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she always sung about being a loser. So I always felt bad for her. I went, did she? She had a marriage and a divorce, but I think she never had. So it's like Judy Garland. Maybe she was always a little overweight, so she never had that love of her life. Or... I think her, her husband was Billy Dick, if I remember right. No, that's that the really? one. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, you never saw her live, or did you say you did? No, you saw her on TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you'd see her all the time. You didn't. She got so popular, yeah. you didn't see her out in public. That's anymore, right. Because she wasn't doing roadside bars Nashville anymore. Recording all yeah. the time. Yeah, recording and shows. Yeah. Well, country made its mark though, and so much of it. Like even when you listen to something like Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and they're doing "Teach Your Children Well," mm-hmm. you know, your parents tell, and they got the pedal steel in there, and and bands like Buffalo Springfield that were so influenced by them because then Poco, uh, Buffalo Springfield, that was one of their leaders, became Poco, and that was all country except it was country. Uh, rock i guess mm-hmm. you'd call it you know do you know poco is that a band that's they no, actually are one of the later bands that carried on the traditions pretty okay. well yeah gotcha and, and uh we're going back talking about uh bob wheels and that bunch of texas playboys yeah and uh i was going to think you got another one down that way it was a big one too well of course you know ernest tubb he's, oh yeah he's still got that big uh yeah I, as far as i know he's still got that big uh a record store in uh, Nashville. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. The Ernest stuff. Sorry, I mean, he's mm-hmm. long dead, obviously. He sells all yeah. kinds of records yeah, all the time. You buy some of their old well, records. I'm so everything. glad it's not dead. When you go to the Deep South, 
Are they playing all the modern country, the strident stuff, or do they go back yeah, and play? to the modern tune. Okay. Yeah. Now, my brother, that's all he and his wife listen to. But when I give him something old, he goes, I don't like that. They don't like the old country. Uh-huh. They don't even want to hear Randy Travis. They think of him as right. way back there. Now, Randy came along later, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes, so he, he did. Uh, I'll tell you one that, I, that really caught me uh, here. Not Well, he's been about 10, 20 years ago, maybe now. Is that Earl Thomas Conley? Sure. I don't know if you remember yeah, him. Yeah, I remember the name, sure. Yeah, well, he, uh, he, he was a... He could really sing. I think he came from Indiana. Yeah. But anyway, he he had a really good voice and was making just hit after hit yeah. you know, in country. And uh, something I, I want to say he had something the matter with his vocal cords toward oh. the end. He had to quit singing altogether. Well, think how much country guitar playing got into the likes of George Harrison. Even the Stones guy, oh, yes. you know, uh, Keith and Richards. And uh, you hear them play, especially George Harrison. He had a lot of country in mm-hmm. his playing. You know, they all wanted to play the blues, but some of them were also playing those, you know, well, that's amazing. fantastic. So any others you can remember that really influenced you from especially those early days. Well, I told you Don Gibson, that was a big one. What was his song? I guess I don't know his song. Lonesome Me was a big one. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, And then that uh, uh, Sea of Heartbreak. Okay. That was a big one. Oh, there you go. That that was real big. That might have made him a number one. I'm not sure about that one. Now, how do you listen to your old country now? Do you have it on collections, or is it on your... I got got different people to... They all over the country. They send me uh, cassettes and yeah. things. So you'll and put them on. Them. Play them. Yeah, right. and yeah, I'll yeah. just put them on. Yeah, play them. That's too much. And I had a Garth Brooks. He was a big one, you know. He Garth and, Brooks has a modern country guy. He was pretty traditional, I actually. For one of the ladies guy. that yeah. I worked for, yeah. took care of her horses. She gave me the whole thing from his beginning to just like you got that Patsy yeah. Klein. Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah. gave me that of him. Oh really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I thought if you stick this, you got a computer, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Or if Hillary I don't know does. about the computer, but Hillary, if you she, stick she those in it. your computer and they all go in your iTunes or your Tune storage, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you can spit yourself out a DVD or plug wow. in an iPad or, you know, and then you got pure Patsy because uh-huh. I ain't, you can't keep this thing, but you can you can borrow it. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, I there ain't just very few people I'd lend it to. And we listen to them all the time. But it's on my iPod, so I hear it constantly, her songs coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, who can I turn to if I can't count on you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. She, but so I know uh, when she'd come on on a Saturday night, you should be on one of the, all like uh, Harrisonburg was oh, the most yeah. local station yeah. we had down in Virginia. Oh. And of course, you had uh, D.C. at yeah. that time. That, and I'll tell you another big uh, a guy turned out to be big was uh, a Jimmy Dean. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I remember him when he used to uh, appear. I can't think of that guy's name, but he, he, he used to come on sometime like in the middle of the day on this little station down there in D.C. And it was on for a half an hour, and he was on that. Billy Grammer, that was another big there one. There you go. Yeah. Now, was that Jimmy Dean the same as Jimmy Dean Pure Pork Sausages? Yes. I thought it was, because after one. he was a hit, he was selling sausages. Yeah. He, he was, uh, when he come along with that song, Big John. 
I didn't know that was his. Yeah. Every morning at five, you there could you see go. him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed two forty five. That really got him on the roll. Yeah. Oh, of course. That was a hit. That oh, was a hit man. in New York when I grew up and top forty. That thing. Big that became John. a hit on. Uh huh. Both country and and pop. Yeah. And he always sang in that low voice. Jimmy mm -hmm. And that then so uh, he went to. Uh, Got his own TV station. He was on a big time. I he was on one of the major stations. Might have been in a seven or yeah. or four time. You know, it was some people broke free, but like things like Ed Sullivan. Even when you see the replays of the show, they didn't have country artists on. They might have had one singer if they had a mega hit, and then they'd get in there. Mm -hmm. But it was all by then. It was all about the new either rock and roll, right. you know, like Elvis, or uh, you know, the Beatles kind of thing. Well, that know. Jimmy Dean, he did a lot for country music because he had country stars on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he had he had the big country stars. He'd have. Maybe one a week or something like that, oh, you know. Yeah, that is great. He had to perform on that singer song well, or two. I hate to show. say it, but it's uh, we're running out of time here. But th this is all part of that lost America. Mm -hmm. That's from uh, railroad trains to fishing boats to fishing industry to oh, all yeah. these things that have disappeared, and uh, including uh, you know the horse and buggy. I mean, it's. I had to happen, but it's sad, right. you know, you yeah. go and look at some of those things that used to be in America, and I hate to say it, but the country that we grew up with is, you know, I'm sure there's still wisps of it, but it's, well, yeah. You take now, a lot of the uh, music and all is uh, recorded and sent into the studios. It's not even recorded in the studio. Yeah, the it's studio. recorded some different but people. But everything that is old will be new again. And there might come a time where suddenly uh, you'll hear a diva on the radio and she'll sound like Loretta Lynn and that soon. I mean, right now they don't. They're sounding much more like, you know... They're like anthems. They're like social anthems, the mm -hmm. country songs, and how God and my family and love America is going to see me through. To And it's just like, ho oh, hum, after a while, it's like... I got a good one for you, Johnny Horton. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And what was his song? Oh, North to Alaska was the big one. That oh. went number one in the country and pop at that time. But he had another one that was... An, uh, oh, the Battle of New Orleans. That's it. In 1840, we took a little trip. There you go. Oh, Johnny Horton. There you go. There what you was go. that guy's name who did uh, Dreamin'? I'm always dreaming or mm -hmm. searching. Someday I'll find. I always liked that guy. He had a name that sounded like someone else's name. Searching. Well, anyway, we'll be searching to get you back sometime to talk All more right. country music because really this has been a great 30 yet. minutes. And Gene Fry, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this and a little part of America we don't see anymore. I feel you know? honored. Well, you are honored because you thank are you. great. Thank so. you for having me on. And I want to thank Jim Capillo, my engineer. Woo -hoo! Oh, not that engineer. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time, Gloucester, on Country. There you go. Fish Town. Local. As country as it gets. See you next time, folks.